and welcome to Ink Tank, an enthusiast podcast for animated feature films. I am your lovely host, Lily, and joining me today is my friend, Drega. Hi, Drega. Hi, Blue. I'm so glad that you brought me on your show to talk about Star Wars The Last Jedi. I think it's a really bold choice for the franchise, and I thought Rian Johnson, you know, really hit it out of the park. You know, Kylo Ren was in it. He got some great character development. He didn't wear a shirt for a little while. Everyone got really excited about that. Um, And I think there's a lot to talk about. So what do you think? I thought it was a great movie. Um, I liked the... I think my favorite character was the salt guy. The salt guy? Oh, the salt guy. Yeah, the salt guy. Yeah, he really liked his salt. Yeah, he did. That's... My favorite reaction gif now. Salt Hoth. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the movie we're actually talking about? Yeah, sure. What are we talking about? We're talking about Hercules. 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 Disney, Walt Disney Animated Studios. What movie was it? I mean, what year was it? What movie was so, it? <laughs> so uh, this movie is actually um, kind of special because... This movie and I are the same age. So this movie came out on June 13th of 1997, which is the year that I was born. Oh my gosh, you baby. Just kidding, I'm a year <laughs> older than you. I was going to say, you are not that much older than me. So don't even play. <laughs> this movie's special to me a little bit too, just because I watched a lot as a kid though. And also, I was like a big fan of Greek mythology growing up. There was yeah, like... big, big same. I loved Greek mythology. In fact, like I got super into Percy Jackson for a while. Heck yeah. Oh, I forgot and about that. And then that like... Yeah, that, like, was a springboard for me, and all I did for a long time was research, like, Greek gods and their histories and stuff, and so I know, I knew more, I used to know more when I was younger, I don't recall as much of it as I used to, but. My parents got me this picture book of, like, Greek mythology and, like, all these myths and stuff, and I don't know, I'm at home right now because it's spring break, so maybe I could go find that on the bookshelf, but. Oh my gosh, yeah. That was fantastic, and it had. A trip uh, to the bookshelf. Yeah, it had so many cool myths, and that, like, really influenced the kind of stories that I wanted to make the stories that I was interested in. Sure, um, yeah. And yeah, I think the other only other thing I can think of in that vein is like this game called Age of Mythology that I also grew up on, um, mm-hmm. which was a real-time strategy by a now-defunct company that was doing like all the Age of Empires games. And this one oh, had like yeah. Greek mythology, Norse mythology, Egyptian mythology, and Atlantean, which is like oh pseudo-Christian mythology that they had in this yeah, expansion. Yeah, yeah. And that was super fun. I love Norse mythology. Heck yeah, Thor and all those guys. Yeah, and, and Celtic mythology is really cool, too. Neato. Neato. Bizito. You know, s- quick sidetrack. Um, have you ever heard of Scion? Scion what? Let's, no. Scion. It's a role-playing game. Um, it's a, a tabletop RPG that uh, uses, there's like gods and then demigods and heroes. And so basically everybody is like a, you're either a demigod, so like one of your parents was a god or you're a hero like Hercules kind of thing. Um, and you get basically make a character that belongs to some pantheon, whether it's like Greek or Egyptian or Norse or whatever. It's really cool, actually. Yeah, I like the idea of like multiple pantheons existing within the same world. Yeah, it, it's very, the world is very cool. I um, was a, when, when I played with my friends, I was a son of uh, Hephaestus um, named Clyde. Good choice. Yeah, it was fun. Um, so let's get into this movie. So like I mentioned, uh, this is a Walt Disney animated feature film. It came out on June 13th of 1997. Um, it was directed by Ron Clements and John Musker, who are known for hit films such as Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and most recently Moana. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, they were, they're pretty big names. Uh, this movie is so fun. It's a musical, which honestly, I'm a little sad it hasn't been turned into a stage musical yet. <laughs> um, I guess there are some parts you would have to like change, but like puppets are a thing. They could make it happen. Oh my God. You could get Danny DeVito for it too. Dude, I so like good. seriously. Anyway, that being said, uh, the main cast uh, is Tate Donovan as Hercules, Danny DeVito as Phil James Woods as Hades, Bobcat Goldthwait as Pain, which is fantastic, Matt Frewer as Panic, um, and then my mom, Susan Egan, <laughs> as Meg. Who I should mention, I think her most other notable role that people might recognize her from is as Rose Quartz in Steven Universe, which, like, comparing those yes. two roles is... She's got a kind of similar delivery with both of them. This is kind of interesting to me. She does, a little bit. And if you're a big nerd like me, you know that she was the original Belle in the Broadway production of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, gotcha. Which is what I know her from. And uh, when I played Belle in my senior year of high school, I literally just 
like watched every interview and watched as many videos as I could find of Susan Egan doing this role because she was freaking phenomenal. And that was her like Broadway debut. She'd never been on Broadway before and she hasn't been on Broadway since, which is like a tragedy because she's so good. (laughs) It's really, but Disney did scoop her up and was like, hey, come be in some of our other stuff. And now she's on Steven Universe, which is crazy. And the fact that she hasn't had a song yet is a crime. Rebecca Sugar, I'm coming for you. Oh, that is crazy. Not even Give, one. Yeah, Wait, I know. No, no, no. She was, in, she was in a song with Greg. Oh, that's true. But like, she needs like, you? you know what I mean? She needs like a song. Yeah. That was yeah, good. Man, that's true. You are so much fun. Okay, but that didn't fun. show off her voice. Yeah, she needs true. a song. Like a like a Patty Lapone song, like the one that the Yellow Diamond had, like uh, that caliber of song. Man, I miss that show. Ugh. Anyway, that's not what this is about. <laughs> <laughs> so we could jump Maybe into the someday. plot synopsis, or we could do some uh, Greek mythology background that I did like the barest modicum of research on. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of both. Why don't you talk about what the actual movie's about, and then we can dig into like what how it differs from the actual like mythos of Hercules and whatnot. Okay, sure. We start off with, like, a Greek museum sort of thing, or, like, I don't even know what it's supposed to be. Presumably the narrator pillaged ancient Greece for all of its artifacts, and he's now, like, <laughs> listen to these cool myths. And then the muses take over, because they're the best, um, and start singing uh, about how crazy things used to be, and the creation myth, uh, according to semi-Greek mythology. It's pretty far adapted from that, but we'll get into that later. Um, gospel Truth. Gospel Truth, which is a fun song. And they sing about how the world was created by the gods, I think that they say, like Zeus and all the others. Yeah. Um, and then the Titans happened, but they sealed them away, um, Zeus with the thunderbolt. And I guess then it cut to uh, Mount Olympus on the day of Hercules' birth. And he's a little baby god with a lot of strength. And all the gods are there celebrating. And then Hades comes there with a sucker for the little sunspot, which is a fun line. <laughs> god, I love his delivery on like basically every line. It's really good. <laughs> um, and too. yeah, he clearly has it out for Zeus and his new son. And then Zeus makes Pegasus out of some clouds for Hercules. And he's cute. And they have a little moment and they headbutt, which isn't good for either party, probably. He's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then Hades leaves, but he's very, um, I don't know, jealous, probably. And then he goes and talks to the fates who are crazy. And they say that if Hercules lives to be 18, he's going to ruin Hades' ongoing plan of releasing the Titans and taking over Mount Olympus. And so he needs to go get rid of this Hercules kid and fast. So he sends his two most trusted minions, for some reason, to go do this. (laughs) And they fail because they suck. And then Hercules winds up on the surface and he's mortal. And two farmers find him and adopt him and raise him. And he's still got super strength. Because I guess the last drop was supposed to remove his magic powers and kill him. The last drop of the bottle of thing that Hades prepared. Mm. I don't know. That whole thing was a little ill-explained. Um, <laughs> so then they raise him, and he's a big, clumsy teenager. Just teen problems. Relatable. Except that he's got super strength. Um, and he causes millions of Greek dollars of property damage in his first scene, which is great. Mm. And mm-hmm. a donkey is there. And it's very old. Um, I think I've lost the plot a little bit. You want to take over? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Um, Let me think. Where are we leaving off here? He's just destroyed the entire town and people are mad at him. And I think he wants to find out. Or no, I think that's when his adoptive father is like, hey, we found this with you. And it's a metal with like a thunderbolt. You should go talk to Zeus in his temple. So he Mm -hmm. goes and he sings that song that we all know and love. Looking up what it's called because I forgot. <laughs> go the distance. I can go the distance. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good inspiring. Song. It's the whatever it's called. The term for it. The musical term. <laughs> you know more than I do. I forgot from our Anastasia episode. Are you t- talking about uh, the I want song. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So he wants to know where he came from. Um, his whole deal. So he goes back to the temple of Zeus, and then Zeus inhabits the statue in there, which is a very cool scene because he's like made of marble. He's talking to his son, and Hercules is freaking out because this is a lot to take in. And then Pegasus happens again. He's a big horse now, uh, and they headbutt again, which mm-hmm. that's probably still not great for horses. <laughs> um, but they're BFFs, and Hercules like semi remembers him, 
And he's like, hey, cool. I'm going to go be a hero now. Bye, Dad. Mm -hmm. Um, So after that, oh, yeah, Zeus tells him to seek out Philoctetes, who trains heroes. So he goes and finds Danny DeVito um, creeping on some nymphs. And uh, Danny DeVito has a song, One Last Hope. It's about how he doesn't want to train a hero anymore. Because all of his previous heroes died, I guess. I'm not really sure what made him give up, but was that the sense that you got as well? Is that like all the previous heroes were all failures or something? Yeah, he like they all either died or weren't able to do it very well. And so he was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, Because uh, all the other heroes he references are mortals. Yeah, I guess in this universe, none of them had like any supernatural abilities. They were purely mortal heroes they were demigods or anything right right which is another thing we'll mention in our comparison segment later on i guess um so one last hope he sings that and then zeus zaps him and is like hey train this guy and also hercules has crazy super strength and he's like hey all right maybe we can do something with this um and i think then we have zero to hero right Mm. no no no, that's much later on but one last hope transitions into a musical montage of Hercules being trained, and then suddenly he's buff and older. I don't know how much time is supposed to have gone by in that scene, but presumably several years. Or quite a bit of time. Yeah. So Hercules is much stronger, much more capable now. He shows off his cool moves in a fun training montage, and uh, Pegasus is also there. And then he's like, all right, let's go uh, do some hero work so Mm -hmm. I can go to Olympus again. And that's when he finds Meg and the centaur, and the centaur is a weirdo, and then he fights him and beats him up, and the centaur leaves. And Meg was there to negotiate a peace treaty with the centaurs, I think, sent by Hades to, I don't know, something with Hades' strategy. And Hercules... Yeah, he's, he's, trying to get, he's trying to get a bunch of, like, creatures and stuff on his side to help with the takeover. Um, and since Meg, like, belongs to him, basically, because she sold him his soul, her soul... Uh, he's like, you have to help me do this thing. So that's what she's trying to do is, I guess, flirt her way into... Yeah, I was going to say, there seemed like some... There was some subtext of, like, she was flirting with the centaur to... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's fun. No, that wasn't subtext. That was pure text, my friend. So then he kind of saves her but ruins her plan, and um, Hades is like, hey, hold on a second. He's supposed to be dead. And... um, puts uh, Hydra in his way in Thebes when he goes to Thebes to do some hero work. And Thebes, I guess, is mm-hmm. the ancient Greece, New York City, is what they were doing. <laughs> um, I kind of thought the backgrounds in that whole segment were kind of bleh. Some of the background character designs were kind of bleh. Um, yeah. They didn't really stand out to me. But then he finds the Hydra, and we have this kind of janky 3D animated sequence where he's fighting it and cutting <laughs> off its heads, and it has not aged particularly well. No, not really at all. <laughs> Um, but what I do like is when the lighting starts getting like all red scale and like, yeah, he really feels like he's in danger. So that, that part was cool. And then he slams the side of the mountain and causes a rock fall that buries the Hydra and kills it. But then he survives and he beat the Hydra and Hades is furious, but all the people are very happy. (laughs) All the, uh, townsfolk of Thebes are very happy. And, uh, that is the start of him going from zero to hero. Which is the next mm-hmm. song, and it's a. And then he gets famous. Yep, he gets his own action figure, which is cool. And he's like, he's frustrated because he's like, I want to be an American. Nope, I want to be a <laughs> hero, and <laughs> and uh, he wants to be a god again. But he's like, why isn't this enough? I'm famous, and his dad's like, that's not what being a hero means, son. You have to be a true hero. Yeah. Who does his voice? It's good. Mm-hmm. Um, let me. Remember, I don't remember his name. I thought it was somebody I would recognize, but I didn't recognize the name. Hmm. It's Rip Rip Torn. Yeah, I have no idea. Hold on, I'm, let me let me look. Hold on, give me a second. La, 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 He's known la, la, for Men in Black. Oh, was he the he director Zed. guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, he had a great voice. <laughs> uh oh. What'd you find out? <laughs> oh, he played Lou in the B movie. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 
that's why I recognize his voice. <laughs> that's what you recognize him from. Okay. All right. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he talks to Zeus again, oh. and Zeus says that he's not a true hero yet. Um, and so he's kind of depressed after that. And what what happens after that? I think it goes back to Hades, and he's still frustrated. Yeah. And he's like, maybe we haven't been working the right angles. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Meg goes seduce him. Yeah, um, right. And then then he's like, Meg, go figure out what his weaknesses are. Yeah. And so she she takes him on a date. Mm-hmm. And Maybe tries time. to figure out what is. Yeah, they go see Oedipus Rex. I'm mad that that was off screen because I would have liked to see their whole <laughs> day together because that sounded like well, fun. Well, we'll get into that in a sec. But um... <laughs> man, I thought I had issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they go see one of the most messed up Greek tragedies that exists. Uh, although all of them are pretty messed up, and then she sings a song about be not being in love, which is objectively the best song in the movie yeah it's very good yeah um her voice is fantastic then, oh my god and the muses are there and they also give a good performance on that it's good amazing. stuff i have to admit i sang along <laughs> <laughs> during that part of the movie i couldn't resist um and then phil finds out that meg is a traitor and working with hades and working with Hades and goes to tell Hercules, but he doesn't believe him. And then they go their separate ways. And then Hades shows up and it's like, yo, dude, I have a proposition for you. God, Give me the, your strength for the next 24 hours and I won't kill Meg. The way that Hades is like floating around and stuff in that scene is so good. Uh, the fact that he's this, a god and doesn't have to obey the laws of physics and stuff. Listen, this is very quickly about to become a James Wood fan cast, but like we just have to finish the, this synopsis <laughs> so that I can get into this. <laughs> so, so he signs away yeah. all his all his magic strength for one day, twenty four hours, and Meg won't get mm-hmm. hurt. Um, That's the deal. As long as Meg doesn't get hurt, Hades can take his strength from him. Yes. Uh, so Hades goes and starts destroying all of Greece, and all the gods get kicked out of Olympus. And the he Titans that are he's there, won. and they've got very good animation, and they start stomping towards oh, Olympus. Yeah. And... The character design for the Titans is very cool. Yeah. Meanwhile, the Cyclops giant um, goes to Thebes and starts knocking it around, asking for Hercules. And Hercules uh, goes and fights and gets his butt handed to him, and it's very brutal. Yeesh. Yeah. Yeah, then I think Meg is there and is like, you can do it. So he does it. Um, and knocks over the uh, Cyclops, which doesn't kill it. I don't remember if it died or if it was just, like, incapacitated from that. But he does that, and then um, the thud from the Cyclops falling knocks over a pillar, and it's going to land on Hercules, but Meg pushes him out of the way and gets squashed. And it should be a lot gorier than it is, but it's a Disney movie, so... Um, okay. She dies slowly. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And then he gets the strength back, so he flies to Olympus and saves everyone. And then uh, Hades is like, I've got one heck of a consolation prize, and goes back to the underworld. And I feel like the the train of events, or like the distances between places gets kind of confused here. Because from Thebes, he like goes kind of instantaneously to Mount Olympus, and then from there he goes kind of instantaneously to Thebes again, where Meg was dying. And then Meg dies, and then he goes to the underworld somehow. I didn't really follow how he got there. <laughs> but then he's there, and he beats Cerberus off screen, and goes and swims into the green lake where all the souls are, I guess. It's like a person soup. A <laughs> big old dead, dead soul soup. Yeah, and then in the process of sacrificing soup himself to soul. try to save his one true love... Um, he becomes a true hero, which means he can come back to Olympus and be a god. And then this thread won't cut, which is a very good line. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with these scissors? (laughs) And then uh, he goes back to Olympus and he meets his parents and it's great. And then he goes, hey, I like you, but I like her more. So I want to be immortal, please. And thank you. Dumb. I always hated that ending. And now I know why. It's because I think the romance is dumb. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean... Generally, yeah, romance is always dumb. But, you know, unless it's gay, and then it's good. Thumbs up, emoji. 
<laughs> okay, so that's the whole movie. That's the movie. And then he's in the stars, I guess. Yeah. And, and Phil cries, Phil and cries. it's very sweet. And his dad's there. I mean, his adoptive dad. Yeah. it's His adoptive parents are so cute. I wish we got to see more of them, honestly. Yeah, which maybe brings us to the differences between uh, the movie and the, uh, the actual mythos, if you want me to get into that. Yeah, we definitely can. So um, speaking of, before we like dive into what the actual story of Hercules is, um, it's funny that in the movie they um, bring up Oedipus as the play they went to see because the story that they chose to go with for Hercules is actually very similar to the story of Oedipus who was abandoned on a mountainside and um, a farmer found Oedipus and then gave the baby up to his master and his wife who were unable to conceive. Um, and so oh, yeah. like, it's just, yeah, they just like as far as the, the setup for the story goes, it's really, really similar to Oedipus Rex. See, I could see that definitely being like an intentional nod. Like, yeah, we blended these two myths in order to like sort of streamline the, the plot here. Sure, I would not be surprised. Hi, Sequoia. Um, you want to contribute to the podcast? What? I've got a cat Is on your my cat. Yes, cat on my desk. Hi. <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway. Some differences um, between the myth and the uh, the movie. Um, yeah. First of all, I think the the most notable one that probably the most people know is that Hercules is the Roman name and Heracles is the the Greek name. Yep. Um, so that's probably the biggest one right there. Yeah, that's, yes. Yes. In the actual myth, Hercules, Heracles was a demigod, which means that uh, he had one, uh, like, divine parent and one mortal parent. Um, mm -hmm. So his mother was human, and his adoptive father was a Greek king who was also named Amphitryon. And Zeus ruined his marriage, uh, as he does. And that's why I Constantly. asked if I could say that word that I asked about earlier, which I can't, so no. I won't. <laughs> Um, yeah, I will say that is the most inaccurate thing about this movie is that Zeus and Hera have a happy, a happy marriage, marriage where they and, sleep yeah. in a bed together and have a child. <laughs> like, that's so unrealistic to actual Greek mythology. Also, the fact but that Amphitryon was demoted from being a king to being a farmer sucks for him. Yeah, seriously. And then the actual myth. Although, to be... F yeah, no, sorry, continue. Okay. Um, Megara's there, but they marry, and then Hera go, makes uh, Heracles go mad and kill her as well as their children, which is not yep. very Disney-friendly, so I can see no. why they cut that. Although that would be pretty buckwild for a sequel. Hercules 2. Yeah. Oops, what did I do? <laughs> <laughs> so the deal is, Hercules, yeah. Hercules 2, I shouldn't have let my girlfriend take me to see Oedipus Rex. Honey, I killed um, the everyone. <laughs> honey, honey, I killed the everyone. Um, yeah, no, I, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Damn it. Hold on. Give me a second. I lost my notes now. What were we talking about? Basically, Hera hated Heracles for existing because she hates all the demigods because Zeus is a big tool and doesn't know what marriage means. Yeah, um, no, that's very true. So then uh, Heracles, having uh, a lot of blood on his hands, goes to his older brother Eurystheus, who is the next king of mm -hmm. Greece after Amphitryon, and uh, Eurystheus makes him perform 12 labors as penance for his, his terrible crimes. Um, so some of those made into the movie, um, either on screen or in the montages. There's also the fact that Heracles was part of the Argonauts, which is kind of like the ancient Greek version of the Avengers. Um, right. which means that chronologically he must have lived at the same time as Jason and all those other fools, not like way, way long after like it is in the movie, which is kind of a weird uh, inconsistency because like all these other heroes happened like way long in the past for them to be like crumbling statues and stuff and on vases right. and sculptures instead of like happening kind of at the same time. So I feel the world building in uh, the movie Hercules was a bit confusing in that regard, but whatever. Right. Um, yeah, this isn't part of the myths, but I feel like it's worth noting that all of the vases and sculptures make Her Heracles naked, and that's kind of that's kind of wild. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we're into dudes. Wow, nice. Um, I can respect um, that. Anyway, there's also the fact that uh, I don't know if this was like a more recent than 1997 discovery, but like all of the old Greek statues and stuff used to be painted like these really garish colors. Um, right. And I believe that, like, when the Brits and wh whoever uh, went to Greece and found those, they removed all of the paint um, since it looked kind of yeah. ugly. Um, I also forgot to mention that um, Thebes is actually the city in Oedipus, the tragedy of Oedipus. That's the city that um, 
he like oh greek new york city is the king of yeah oh i wasn't sure if it the was one... yeah king of all of greece or king of like that city state but that makes more no sense. yeah no the one that phil takes hercules to thebes uh that's actually like the real city that after oedipus married his mom became the king of uh and it's all the thebians complaining about like fires and floods and disasters and that kind of thing it refers to in the play when a plague strikes the city because of oedipus's sin or his mom's sin i guess it's a big sin when you think about it <sighs> a little bit um <laughs> the titans were the god's parents obviously so that's a big yes. inconsistency that wasn't really oh, the other... explained. Like, where did they come from in the movie? I don't know. That's true. Speaking of the Titans, um, these Titans are more similar to Norse mythology. Yeah, because they're all giants and they're like elemental sort of things. Right, because Norse mythology, there were four Titans that were fire, ice, wind, and, and earth. earth. And Cyclops, the fifth element. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Neon. So I'm not really sure what they were going for with, with that um, or what they were drawing on and making the Titans like that, sort of. But I appreciated right. their monstrous design, so it was pretty neat. They just were absolutely not the gods' parents in this version. The Cyclops is, is oxygen because of the one eye. What? Oxygen. Oh. That's stupid. <laughs> no, that was a really good chemistry joke. Come at me, Drega. <laughs> But base oxygen can be found in a molecule of two oxygen atoms. You know... In a covalent bond. It's an O, and it's number one on the periodic table. What? That's not true. That's not true at all. It's hydrogen. Okay, well, I think we know who really won this <laughs> science debate. It's an O. <laughs> That's what I was talking about, was the O. Okay, well... I think the last thing on this list is that I'm pretty sure that Hades left his job and there wasn't really any animosity between him and Zeus. Um, but basically every modern retelling that I've heard of Greek mythology likes to forget about that. Yeah, no, uh, every modern retelling of <laughs> of Greek mythology and the relationship between Hades and Zeus is absolute complete garbage and not true at all. Yeah. like Hades they is were, pretty chill. Like, no, completely. And like... <laughs> everybody that's like hades is evil i'm like no hades was actually a real chill dude and was like cool i'm just here in the underworld because they were like okay so one of us has to have the sky because it was zeus and neptune and hades and they were like okay so one of us has to have the sky neptune. and one of us has to have the sea that's and the, the other one. one gets to have the dead people yes sky and H sea hades and was like right and so hades was like i'm cool with being underground that's chill with me no, i'm pretty sure they drew straws and hades got the short one but he was still chill with it no, and yeah. Also, there's the weird fact that, like, see, that also comes with horses, like, as a package deal. I'm not sure why, but that that's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't know. Were you aware of that? I was not. Poseidon is the god of sea and also horses. <laughs> oh. Just, you can no, wait, I think too. I actually did know that, which is really bizarre. All horses. I don't know why that. Just all horses. Thanks, Poseidon, which I guess. Which includes that one hippocampus, which is a seahorse, and also pegasus, which is a horse with wings. Hey, why the yep. heck aren't there hippocampi in My Little Pony? Let's get into this. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. <laughs> you weren't supposed to agree with me, but okay. Was Why wasn't I supposed to agree with you? I don't know. I was mad at myself for bringing up My Little Pony on our excellent podcast, so it's, I, was, I was projecting. Uh, okay. Well, it's not... Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I have a hard time like dragging that show because my little sister loves it, and... She's made me watch it with her, and it's honestly not that bad. It's just the fandom is really bad. Yeah, no, it's like a decent show. I watched the it's first gen season. It's genuinely it was like a very good huge. show. I want to make she sure. wants to make something like it when she grows up with music and oh, that's cool. Cute characters and yeah. Anyway, Narcissus is a god in this version, which they do for like kind of a yeah. throwaway joke, but it's also like, what? How did that happen? <laughs> uh, and why? There's a joke about there's isn't there a joke about Orpheus arranging the flowers? Yes, there is. I think that's so funny. Hermes is throwing all these so all these wisecracks at the beginning. Yeah. No, the joke about Orpheus arranging the flowers is so good. <laughs> um, things that are true to the myth. Number one, strangling two serpents as an infant. That's the thing he did. Yeah. Um, number two, killing the Hydra and probably a few more labors. Um, I wasn't paying yep. too close attention to the montage in Zero to Hero. Yeah. There's also the fact that he killed Scar from The Lion King. <laughs> Yes, that's important to bring up, I think. 
Um, and lastly, that's a nice little nice little hat tip there. Thank you, Disney. Yeah, I feel like that was probably a, a preview of their next movie because they do that a lot. Is that what it was? Uh, no, Lion King came out in '94. Oh wow! Okay, it was just a really blatant so, reference. Okay. It, yeah, pretty much. And lastly, Danny DeVito was there. Oh, Danny DeVito, which is of course highly accurate to Greek mythology. <laughs> a figure of legend. So I'm gonna go get on my soapbox now, if you don't mind. Do it. I love James Woods. Was that Hades' um, voice actor? Yes. Okay, cool. Just around Do the same Do you age. know how many people auditioned for this role? I'm guessing a lot because you phrased it like that. Literally so many. I'm going to read you a short list that I have compiled. <laughs> okay. Um, so originally, originally, orig, orig, I can't speak words. Originally, Hades was scripted to be a really like menacing character who talks very slow and deep and, oh, that you know been so that, boring yeah it would have been awful um so here's some examples of people who were considered for the role jack nicholson mm-hmm. willem dafoe mm. david bowie <laughs> <laughs> did they all audition or were um, they just considered they were just considered here's some people that auditioned let me find this uh other one here james coburn phil hartman michael ironside martin landau Terrence Mann, which, uh, fun fact, he was the original Beast in Beauty and the Beast, so he and uh, Susan Egan could have been in a movie together, which would have been very cool. Um, oh, Ron when you Silver, said she was Ken- the first one, I thought she meant in, like, in Broadway, not on, like, the actual movie. Yeah. Susan Egan was Belle? What did I say? In, like, the Disney yes, movie? On- no, that was Paige O'Hara. Okay, that's what I thought you meant just now. Terrence Mann was the original Beast on Broadway. Like, okay, he was okay, the okay. very first Beast. And I think he was also the very first Javert in Les Mis. My brain is really rusty i know that he was in cats and he was in adam's family i met him once he's very nice i need to watch all Um, of those yeah uh ron silver kevin spacey rod steger and john lithgow was originally cast uh and then they auditioned james woods and were like bye john and rewrote the part um and then even though they rewrote the part, most of the script was still ad-libbed anyway, which is great. And I love that. Um, the role of Hades was one of James Wood's all-time favorite characters. And so much so to the point that like anytime Disney needs him to revive the role. So, for example, Kingdom Hearts, um, he's come back to do the voice for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, it's just literally for all the games. And also there was a point at during post, like at the end of the production when the film was about to go over budget and he actually offered to give them back his salary and just do the movie for free. And they were like, no, it's okay. And they finished the movie anyway. But like, he literally had so much fun. He was like, you don't even have to pay me. I want this movie to happen, which I think is the coolest thing. That's fantastic. And it's totally, absolutely something I would do. Yeah. Oh my God. He's so good. Um, Another little fun fact I love about him uh, is, you know, that scene. So the scene where he's uh, Hercules is fighting the Hydra and Hades is sitting up on this like throne eating a bowl of worms. So Mm -hmm. during that scene, James Woods was in the studio with watermelon in hand, like eating watermelon to make the slurping sounds more authentic. It's so good, though. I have some other little fun facts here if you want me to share. Just some things that I've found. Uh, so here's some more Greek mythology stuff. Um, so in actual Greek mythology, there are nine muses, um, mm-hmm. but they only use five in the movie. So Calliope, which is epic poetry. Cleo, which is history. Melpomene, which is tragedy. Terpsichore, which is dance. And Thalia, which is comedy. Um, not They don't actually use the muse of music, which is bizarre, but... <laughs> You know? Oh, so those are the five that were like credited. Yeah, in the, those are the five the that credits, they use or? in the movie, but there are nine of them. So, right. yeah. Um, huh. Let's see. Oh, so the bit where <laughs> I, I so I wanted to talk about some things that I picked up on watching this again as an adult that I like didn't pick up on when I was younger. Oh, you mean like all of it? Um, I was a pretty stupid kid. Well, that's a you thing, I think. Um. <laughs> So the part where um, Pain and Panic are under the rock, they're, they're mm-hmm. disguised as two kids trapped under the boulder. Oh, IXIX. Yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. which is 911 in Roman numerals. I didn't even get that on this last rewatch. <laughs> I saw that in like a gift set or something and I was like, oh, now I get it. It hit me. That's really well, dumb. At first I thought they said ISII and then I was like, what is ISII? And so I, I was like doing some Googling around to try to figure it out. And then I realized it was I X I I and I lost my mind. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so mm-hmm. funny. 
Um, (laughs) It's super dumb, but so funny. Let me see. There was another little thing like that. Oh, God, I don't remember what it was. Yeah, I think piggybacking off of that, it's probably worth mentioning that I'm pretty sure a lot of critics pan the movie for all of its, like, anachronistic humor, which I think works a lot better in Aladdin when he had this, like, sure um, supernatural force that, like, you know, could feasibly see the future. But Sure. In defense of Disney, their two previous movies were Pocahontas and Hunchback of Notre Dame, which had gotten slammed by critics for being too too dark and too real and like too scary for a kids movie quote-unquote kids movie i hate using the term kids movie because i don't think animated movies are for only for kids but um yeah no those are definitely both very good yeah no they're great and but like the critics hated them because they were like oh no this is much too scary to be in a disney movie so when they made hercules they were like okay well we have to we have to like be better and be brighter and be more funny and jokey and silly and so that's why a lot of this hmm. movie between Danny DeVito and James Woods is like improvised, like off the cuff, like, yeah. hey, 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 kind of comedy because they were really trying it to works like... very well. But then there's also like a lot of really harsh elements in the movie, like how badly Hercules gets beat up at the hands of the Cyclops and that kind of stuff. Like the Hydra scene where yeah. like he comes out of the Hydra just covered in goo. And literally cuts its head yeah. off from the inside. That's pretty like, metal. I remember as a kid being like, oh, that's so gross. You know, like, yeah. blah. Yeah, no, I just like, <laughs> I, it's so funny that they like specifically designed this movie to be brighter and funnier. And then like, there's still some really icky parts of this. Ugh. Anyway, let me see. I'm trying to find some. You more. want some apple crisp? Huh? You want some apple yeah, crisp? Yeah, sure. What, Jog what kind of apple is it? Um, I don't know. It's like these special apples that my mom got from Illinois when she was there a, a month or so ago. Nice. She likes making apple pies with them. Oh, yum. I haven't had apple pie in so long. It's very good. I didn't I didn't take notes as I got towards the end of the movie, and I'm upset with myself now. Because there, <laughs> there was another line. I like can remember very vividly where in the movie it was, but there was another line that like was a reference to something. And it made me laugh so hard because I'd never picked up on that before. A reference to something. Do you know what part of the movie it was? It was closer to the end. That does not I know. Help. Hold on. I'm hold on. How was your day, Drago? We can let's get into that while we're I'm I mean it was pretty good. I went to uh well <laughs> my plan changed a few times. I was gonna bike to breakfast with my dad, just got this nice tandem bike. Um but the tires were flat. Oh no. So we um we drove to this uh nice breakfast place over by my grandmother's house. Sure. But they had a forty five minute wait. So we were like Heck no. Um, visited my grandmother while we were in the neighborhood. We're going to her house later yeah. on. Um, and she's cooking some tasty lamb. Yum. Um, and then we grabbed breakfast burritos on our way home and it was like 11. Oh, that's my cat screaming outside my door. I love you, Sequoia. But you can't come in right now. I'm doing podcasts. Sequoia, please. We talked about this. I'm being professional. You got to work with me. <laughs> she hears my voice and she's excited. She's happy to have you home. I know. I'm happy to be home. Where are we in our in our review? I don't. Um, uh, do you have anything fun that you learned that you want to share? Oh, okay. So here we can talk about this actually because I'm the music person, so I should be talking about this. We're both music people. Oh yeah. Do you want to talk about the music? Yeah. The music. I want to talk about how good it is, and uh, it was written by Alan Menken. Like, no surprise there because he writes every Disney song ever, or at least okay. he did for a while. Um, and Go the Distance was actually nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards and at the Golden Globes, which is really cool. Um, it Good. was nominated for a couple other things. Uh, it won some Annie Awards, but it didn't win anything big. But this was like back... 1997 was before uh, they actually really had like... The a, internet. No. Um, <laughs> 97 <laughs> was back... Sorry, that was really mean. Um, 97 was back before, uh, they had it like animated movies category. So yeah. Didn't that start with like Toy Story or something? No. Cause Toy Story was 94. Oh, I don't know. Actually. I, I have to look that up. Oh, maybe it was Shrek. I think it was Shrek that they specifically made a new section for. Cause they were like, dang, this movie kicks. Can I do the Shrek episode? please? <laughs> Drago, you're getting off topic. Maybe. Look. Somebody once told me my cat is outside the door. She's still meowing. I feel so bad. 
<laughs> if I let her in, she's just going to jump on the desk. Um, I'm also realizing now that I forgot to mention at the very beginning that this movie has a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. It has an 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Toma- tomatoes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm tomato. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. You want some rotten tomatoes? <laughs> it's me, mater. <laughs> I haven't seen Cars in no, years. No, God, please. Don't don't make no, me do that please, episode. I won't. I don't even want to do it. And it has a, <laughs> <laughs> has a 91% on Google. Wow. I, cool. Back to songs. <laughs> I can't English today. Maybe we shouldn't have done this. The Gospel Truth is a good song. Yes. It's a good intro to the movie. It's very good. Uh, it's, it's a very different direction for, I think, the overall aesthetic. I think that's another thing that threw off some critics is, like, you've got this gospel singing oh, yeah. in a in a greek movie and it's there's a lot of different tones that are all going on yeah no once. it's extremely different from like every i mean i don't think any disney movie before had any kind of music like this in it yeah. not to my knowledge i think it worked out well no, i think it's great um so there's that anything else to say on that before we go into go the distance kicks. Go the distance it's so good it's a great song it's very good he's got a good voice for it um he made some weird voices like in the animation during it but well other than that's that, the artist's fault um, but on that note, it's very Broadway. Yeah, it is very Broadway. Um, it's also very Alan Menken. Like it's so him. It it's so Santa Fe. You're right, though. Why isn't this a Broadway musical? Yeah, I, literally, was, it's literally plotted out to be one. No, it's it crazy. is, and the music is so fit for Broadway already. And I'm sitting here like watching this movie again, and I'm going, God, why isn't this on Broadway? It would be so good. Like they turned Hunchback into a Broadway musical. You know, Anastasia was a Broadway musical. They even made Newsies a Broadway musical. Although, to be fair, that movie was live action and was already kind of a musical to begin with. They're making Frozen a musical before they're making Hercules. Like, I'm just so endlessly frustrated that the, I just... There's so many other things they could do. I have... I, I don't. don't have any... I have some issues with Frozen, but I don't hate it like a lot of people do. A lot of people just vehemently hate that movie. I don't hate it. I think it's still decent... I think it's mediocre. It's fine. I mean, I also saw it, like, literally, not to be a hipster, but literally, like, the week weekend it came out. <laughs> There's actually, like, this one evening where it was uploaded to YouTube, like, with the video, like, flipped left to right. Yeah. So I, I posted in quarantine, and I was like, hey, guys, we're watching this tonight before it gets removed. Um, so we did, like, four or five of us watched it together, and then the following morning it was gone, and it was just a memory. You're talking about Frozen? Yeah, that's the only time that I've watched it. Oh, well, that doesn't count. What do you mean it doesn't count? You have you have to like see it. You saw it. It was just the video was flipped left okay. to right. I saw it in theaters that three the times, same. so I don't really want to <laughs> hear it. That's okay. One of those times was for me. Sure. One well, one of those times was actually the sing along, and I went with my sister, and we went together, and it was cute, and she dressed up, and so did I. But don't tell Aww. anybody. <laughs> it's between you and me and the yeah listeners. well there's actually pictures of it on facebook so it's not that much of a secret honestly i'm not ashamed i'm too old at this point to be ashamed of dressing up and going to things and having fun and living my life heck yeah live your best honestly, life wear a fursuit i don't care you know that's a little yeah that's <laughs> if you want to do that that's fine that's not my cup of tea i don't actually anyway <laughs> One last hope. Can you? Hey, hey, song. quick question. Danny DeVito's quick a good question, singer. Drega. Hey, what's Can up? Can you be on an episode yeah, of up? my podcast and not make a joke about furries? Did I do that last yes, time? Yes, you did. Oh, yeah, I did. I definitely did. I pranked you so hard. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Oh, thanks for reminding me of that. You're you're on a thin line here, dude. <laughs> good luck coming back for a round three. Oh, no. But I'm already signed up for round three with the Incredibles episode with your other mm-hmm. friends. I could still kick you off. We could just do it and not tell you it's happening. Oh, that would be so I sad. I wouldn't do that. I'm not that mean. I know. I've got like <laughs> 2,000 words of notes. <laughs> yeah, because you're a nerd. What? I'm prepared for your podcast. I know. You did more research than One I did. One Last Hope is a fun is a fun song with Danny DeVito, and it's hilarious in itself, and it's also a, works as a musical montage. It's a little silly the way that Hercules gets all buff after like one, uh, one cut. Hey, um, fun fact about being, that. Like, his, his teenager self, but... They yep. hired the guy that um, animated Gaston to animate Adult Hercules. <laughs> I that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Who else did he animate? I had a thing here. Where'd it go? I can't find it. Cause... Anyway, one last hope. It was a decent song, but I kind of forgot that it was in the movie entirely until I was watching it for the podcast. Yep. Um, Zero to Hero, I thought was kind of the weakest point in the movie. It's kind of a slow act two, I thought, and kind of a weird time skip that we didn't really need and kind of alienated us from where the characters were at, like in their personal arcs. Fun song, but 
poor pacing for the movie overall i thought that whole part probably could have been cut i'm not sure that he really needed to get like rich and famous other than the the jokes that are associated well, okay with that. actually so that's actually a piece of um like greek history that's actually realistic that he got famous well, not necessarily the Greek myth, but like actual Greek history. So Greek athletes actually used to do that where they would like do really well at competitions and stuff and then sell out. And so like their names would be like on things you could buy. Oh, how times have changed. Yeah. So like like <laughs> athletes like being sponsors for products is an age old tradition, like since the Greeks. <laughs> like, Well, so is the Olympics, obviously. Uh, but she didn't think of that. <laughs> Definitely didn't think of, no. I Won't Say I'm In Love is a very good song with Susan Egan that we already discussed, and I love it. And it's probably the best song yeah, in the movie. Yeah, it's really good. Fight Me. It's definitely the best song in the movie. And anyone who disagrees. Smart lyrics, good good visual humor with the muses, being all the statues in this garden area. Absolutely. Susan Egan is baller and kills it. I love her so much. God. Yes. Susan, if you're listening to this, please, I want to, like... I have a voice lesson with you or something or just maybe give you a big hug because you're a big inspiration to me and I love you a lot. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, a Star is Born is uh, incredibly cheesy and like weirdly <laughs> Christian focused, but it was, it was It's a good right. finale. <laughs> um, it is a good finale. It's loud and it uses all the motifs from earlier in the yeah. song. I mean, earlier in the movie. So yeah, animation. Yeah. Very good. Oh my God. The very animation expressive. style is really cool in this movie. I like it very much. Yeah. The style has, like, all these weird swirls and stuff that, like, make it feel uh, very Greek. Yeah. I think that the backdrops were, were, like, they ranged in quality, definitely. Like, there were some really nice countrysides, but then there were also, like, a lot of kind of muddy other ones. Like, especially Thebes, like I mentioned earlier, was kind of unimpressive. Yeah, but it, I think it was also kind of supposed to be that way to a certain... Like, like, I agree with you. I think they probably could have done more with it, but... I will excuse that just because I think Thebes was supposed to be like the city under in distress kind of thing. Like this terrible, terrible, like dirty, dry, boring place. We could have seen at least one building on fire. <laughs> that's that's true. We should have had a, a burning building somewhere. I thought the character design was really good. I liked the whole bit with all of the like vases and like the Grecian urns and how they would have that, the, like all the drawings of the things that had happened on. I just thought that was cool. I love that. Little yeah. Element. That's neat. All the history was there and all the yeah. artifacts. No, it's stylistically really cool. I liked the shaken up villagers. They had good designs. Yeah, um, I agree. And Smokey the cat. <laughs> who has, who has um, Hercules shoes on at one point in a later scene. <laughs> at the end, I think. Um, voice acting was fantastic, obviously. We already discussed Hades and uh, Meg in detail, but sure. all of them had really good roles, and especially Zeus also. No, I agree. I thought the direction was very good. I thought it was directed really well, and all the actors did an excellent job of acting the lines. One of the little things that I love is... Uh, like one of the little like nods to history kind of thing that I love about this movie is where um, when Meg and Hercules are on their date and he like skips a rock on the pond and hits a statue oh, yeah. and he knocks off the arms. He knocks off the arms. <laughs> it's very funny. And Meg is like, no, I think it looks better that way. They were very careful to hide all of the, the, the breasts and the statues. <laughs> well, you know, for a kids movie. Yeah can't be too accurate <laughs> yeah writing was good it was very 90s i thought the acronyms and acronyms oh no i'm catching your your bug <laughs> the anachronisms kind of got in the way sometimes like i think the whole merch thing with hercules was kind of overplayed sure but it definitely the movie dates itself but you know yes it does per so merch. did a lot of movies in the 90s like <laughs> it's very true um plot structure i like i said earlier i thought the second act was a bit slow and like kind of janky especially with the time skips and uh, the training montage in zero to hero it kind of felt like it was disconnecting us from where the characters were at sure whereas you know for the most part it was like pretty by the numbers broadway musical style story too so yeah the subplots with hades and uh, meg were all fantastic though so i can't give it too much crap no i i honestly i think as a whole i think this is a very good movie it's probably like in my top 15 as far as Disney movies go, mm -hmm. it's not in the top 10, mostly just because there are too many. <laughs> there, well, I think we're in the 70s or 80s now, um, as far as like Walt Disney animated feature films go. 
But yeah, no, it's definitely up there on my list of movies. And like, even if it's got like dull moments and some things about it that aren't like perfect, first of all, nothing is perfect. Uh, and second of all, it's still so much fun. Like there, the parts of this movie that are so fun, like make up for the stuff that's not super interesting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of high points and even the low points are just like kind of, kind of slow. Uh, the songs are very good, very nineties. Um, character designs are great for the main leads and some of the background and minor characters kind of suffered, um, had more of a generic design, I thought. Um, but overall pretty good. And I think my overall rating for this movie, unless you wanted to save that for later. Nah, you can rate it. 8 out of 10. Yeah, that's a pretty good rating. I agree. I, I think I agree with that. 8 out of 10. Yeah. I think some parts haven't uh, aged particularly well, like the 3D on the Hydra scene. Um, and I think God. we have higher standards for kids' films nowadays, but it's definitely still an above-average movie, and I definitely recommend it. Hey, you know that depending on how many heads the Hydra had, it took them between 6 to 14 hours to to make one frame? Oh, God. Yeah. 90s technology. Yep. Oof. So yeah, I wanted to discuss some of the really interesting marketing things that Disney did for this movie, mostly because I'm sad that neither you or I were alive to, like, are old enough to enjoy some of the things that they did. Szechuan sauce at McDonald's? Oh, God, please, no. <clears throat> so they did a five-month promotional traveling tour called Hercules Disney's Hercules Mega Mall Tour, sponsored by Chevy Venture, where they traveled through what 20 cities starting in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, they previously used similar marketing campaigns for things like Pocahontas and, Ho and Hunchback. Um, basically, the tour featured 11 attractions, including a multimedia stage show, a mini carousel themed to Baby Pegasus, a carnival with Hercules-themed game booths, and a 10-minute animation workshop hosted by animator Andreas Deja. Deja, which is he drew Hercules, the adult one, hmm. uh, and their visitors would try their hand at drawing Hercules. He's a pervert, is what you're saying, because he also did Gaston. Well, he also did... No. <laughs> he also did Gaston and Jafar and Scar. So he's, like, known for oh, okay. drawing villains, and then they had him he's draw... He's not just a one-note kind of, like, I draw buff dudes. No, no, no. That's my job. No, he he was known for drawing villains up till now, which is why the fact that he drew, like, the main hero is kind of cool. Well, it's a good design. Yeah, good design. Uh, they did an electric light parade in Times Square where they premiered the film. Hmm. They like that's a lot of work. Yeah, they had a bunch of like famous people, and then also some Olympic athletes. Now they just license like subway soda cups. I know they don't do anything fun now. Yeah. Somebody from ABC complained that the mayor gave away the city to Disneyland, the city of New York. <laughs> <laughs> now Disney owns ABC, so they can't talk crap anymore. I guess Disney owns everything. Hey yeah, Disney, they... buy this podcast. No, please don't. <laughs> I want to be able to, okay, Disney, buy my podcast, but only if I get money and I can still have 100% of creative, like, freedom to do what I want and say what I want about your movies. But, like, if you pay me, that's cool. Honestly, I'd rather be owned by Pixar, if I'm going to be real with you. But Pixar's also Disney. No, Everything's no, Disney blue. you're wrong. That is incorrect. Pixar is its own thing. Okay, well, it's basically Disney. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is something I'm very passionate about. Pixar is its really? own. I was pretty sure they got acquired. No, it's Pixar is its Pixar is the animation company. They're their own thing, and Disney just licenses and sells their movies and packages the DVDs. They don't do anything creatively with Pixar. Well, good for Pixar. Yes, you know they started out as a. This is something I already mentioned on another episode, but they started out as a computer software development company. Yeah, Steve Jobs was in there yeah for a little bit um and my dad actually this was something i bring up to my dad like regularly oh, your, dad, your dad was a nintendo huh? <sighs> no but he did he did work with pixar actually some of the technology that they used that they developed in the early like 80s late 80s early 90s was some of the same technology that he used in college to build simulators for nasa oh that's really cool yeah so i'm sorry for making fun of your dad it's okay my dad's a cool guy you guys would get along i think that's cool. My dad works at Nintendo, though, so. I don't believe you. <laughs> this is a joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust like that. <laughs> <laughs> is it time for the segment I've been looking forward to? Where I point out that, although this wasn't intentional, um, Hercules and Anastasia share, like, a million similarities, and it's funny. Okay, go ahead. I didn't even consider that, but this is your round two, so if you want to talk about the similarities, go for it. Yeah, so number one, 
they were both made in the 90s, obviously, and they very much feel like it. They both came out in 97, I think, actually. Oh, my God. Yeah, they both came out that's in the so same funny. year. Because that's, that's why I hold them both so dear to my heart, because they both came out the year – they're both the same age that I am. <laughs> I was going to hypothesize that they were, like, at least somewhat inspired by each other because of all these similarities. But number two, protagonist is estranged from a young age from the uh, royal family, and they grow up a misfit, and they want to find where they belong, which is, like, 100% the case in – both of those movies Mm -hmm. number three they're both musicals and it's like follow the musical structure in a very broadway style number four there's an animal companion that doesn't speak which to be fair is true of a lot of movies from that time but (laughs) number five there's a lanky death-themed villain that has magic powers and annoying subordinates yep god i didn't like pain and panic very much i'll just say that i thought they were kind of annoying yeah but you're you're a killjoy so it's fine well yeah that's why we're friends (laughs) And then finally, at the end, the protagonist rejects a royal life for their new lover, who also had an ulterior motive for befriending them in the first place. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's crazy. They're so similar. They are. So that was kind of funny when I was watching these movies, and I was like, wow, these are, like, almost the same movie. I still think I like Anastasia better, though. Hmm. Hmm. I like Hercules better. Yeah, well, I'm always going to go for the movie with the female protagonist and the better songs, I think. Hmm. that's fair but i like greek mythology and hercules was really cool and i watched a lot as a kid whereas anastasia i forgot about its existence for half of my life (laughs) not just forgot about it but mistook it for something else and thought it was a weird fever dream you had yeah go watch your anastasia episode (laughs) i mean if you're listening to this one you really should have listened to it already unless you don't listen chronologically and then well what do you i can imagine for a lot of like stuff like this maybe people are just tuning in for movies that they've seen before Maybe. Because that's what I usually do. Well, I'm a completionist, so <laughs> I listen chronologically to podcasts, but that's just... Don't shame our listeners. I'm not... I No, I'm not shaming anyone. I'm just... I'm shaming myself, really, for being the way I am. Listeners, I love you, and you should tell Blue to let me do another episode like The Incredibles. I don't know. We'll see. Also, <laughs> I want to just make very clear to the listeners right now that you're like my big brother, which is why I bully you, and it's out of love. I promise I'm not... I just bully her because I'm mean. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> should we should we close off the podcast? We probably should. So Okay. Hi. I'm Drega. I do the Jacking Crusaders, like I mentioned earlier. It's a D and D podcast. Uh you can find it on iTunes and um Google Play. And it's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun writing for it and it's a very fulfilling creative project for me. There's some jokes and also some swears. So just be aware of that I guess. And Blue is in it and she's very funny. What? Bird is in it. He's in a huh? What? What? You're in the D&D. Am I? Yeah. No. Yeah, you're a very good. You're my favorite character. Don't tell <gasps> Vincent I said that. I'm so flattered. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to cry. Oh. <laughs> I, I swore up and down that Vincent was your favorite. You're both my favorite. Honestly, oh. I literally can't choose. You're both like very, very good characters. Noel and Vincent are fascinating. Um, Our relationship is so very many good cool too. future plans. Honestly, like, please just listen to this podcast. We're all so proud of it. And, like, I have been trying so hard to get people to listen to it because, like, the audio quality is not great because we intended for it to just be for fun. But that's part of the reason of why it's so cute and quaint and great because it really is just for fun and because we love each other. And so not to advertise another podcast on my podcast, but... (laughs) But that's what the segment is. Yeah. It's the shill segment. You're right. So please go listen to Jackie and Crusaders. You will not regret it. Don't at me when you get to the Halloween episode at Drega. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) If people at me for the Halloween episode, I will take it because that means we have listeners. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening to Ink Tank. It's my my show. I do it. I'm the host. See you next time. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Ink Tank. My name is Lily. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr under Blue Space Queen, or you can find our podcast on Twitter and Tumblr under Ink Tank Cast. You can also find us on our website, which is www.lunarlightstudio.com. That's studio, uh, not plural, just one studio, not multiple. There you can find all of our other podcasts. Thank you again, like Drega said, for listening to Ink Tank. We hope to see you again next time on this podcast where we talk about animated movies for who god knows how long i love it's you been a while yeah it's Wait, been a did while you give the, did you give a score to the movie yeah we did we gave it eight out of eight out of ten. Oh, you just stole my score okay 
I did steal your score. Okay, I'm well, sorry. at least we agree. 8 out of 10, Hercules. Go 8 watch out of it. 10, it's good. Anyway, I Bye. love you. Bye. Bye.